Hello, hello. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Jay. I'll be your host for today. And this is the One Step Away From podcast. A podcast where we hope to be one step away from desirable outcomes and several steps away from undesirable outcomes. Basically, today we're here to have a conversation on something that's been affecting the world. It's been a widespread globally. And I'm sure everyone will be familiar with the hashtag Black Lives Matter, BLM. Today, I just wanted to break that down, get everyone's thoughts on the movement, the words itself, and all the things associated with, with really what's going on in the world surrounding black people and our, our lives and our liberty. So I wanted to jump straight in if everyone's cool with that. Mm-hmm. Quickly... If everyone could give me what is just only the phrase Black Lives Matter. When you hear that phrase quickly, what do you think of? Well, um, from my point of view, when I hear Black Lives Matter, immediately from the title itself, I'm going to take it literally. Um, and that's just to, I guess, give, I guess, give credence to the fact that the literal lives, the literal physical lives, their survival of black people should matter to you. And if it doesn't, then consider that. Um, that's what it immediately says to me off the bat. Of course, I can dig deeper, but if you ask me exactly what that three-word phrase would mean, just off the bat, it would mean that the lives of black people in terms of survivability should matter to you. Brilliant, brilliant. Anyone else? Um, for me, I think it's... Um, when I hear Black Lives Matter, it, it means we're screaming for equal opportunities for our lives not to be under threat, just to be treated as equals. That's what immediately comes to my mind. Okay, okay. M? For me, for me it's, not, it's not a movement. Um, it's, it's a way of living for me. Um, it's just a, a tag has been created probably later on in my life, but I've been living this since, since whenever, since I was born, you know what I mean? So for me, yes, it, the tag... The, Slogan came along later on in my life, but what I've always tried to say is black lives have always mattered to me. So I think it's now that there's a slogan coined to what we've had to live. I get get it. This means something else to more people or to other people, maybe people not of color, but also people of color. But to me, black lives matter itself. Those words, it's a way, it's a way of living rather than it being a movement or a slogan to me. But I, I respect what the movement is trying to do. Great, great, great. Uh, anyone else? I'll jump on the back of that, the last comment that was made. Yeah, Black Lives Matter to me also is, is a way of life. Um, it, 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 it signifies to me that um, that term Black Lives Matter shows that we're in some way under threat. Ooh. Wow, wow, wow. Jeez. Jeez. Yes. Okay. Okay. So yes, that's, yes, what, that's, yes. what it, that's what it means to me. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Mm. What it what it means okay. to me is that similar to what Emma's saying, it's I've known no different, really, for my whole of my life. My, I know my life matters. I know the life of those around me matters. Yeah. Um, it's easy to see that you can see there's injustices along the way. Like I said, now this whole it seems like my whole life now has a has a hashtag. Mm. Wow. 
yeah, it has a hashtag. So now it's now it trends. Now now we're trendy. That's what I feel. That uh, Black Lives Matters uh, movement is is we're trending until the, until the next trend comes along. Okay, that's part. Well, for for me, when I heard that, it's a combination of all the things you guys said. It's something that at a certain point in my life I began to to live it. But when I when I first heard that the term being coined and thrown around, I thought to myself, like, why shouldn't Black Lives Matter? Why is it a question that Black Lives? Why is it a statement that Black Lives Matter? Like, our Black Lives should matter regardless. Do you get what I'm saying? So when I heard that, it gave me that, almost like, you know, when someone gives you a rhetorical question, like almost in a sarcastic way. I I kind of got that feeling from it because it's like, okay, are we, we are definitely under threat or something like that to where this statement has to be said for people to understand. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Definitely. 100. So, um, off the back of that, we know that this um, movement, this hashtag, started off in the USA. Um, Do you guys think that this is a social movement or has some sort of political connotations, notations to it? I think for it's me, just... okay, on, no, no, you carry on. Yeah, for me, um, I think I think it's a bit of both. To be perfectly honest with you, um, I think as it's, as it's gained momentum, like from the social aspect, you can go to work now. You're you're, you're kind of you can see people second guessing what they want to say, even before they're saying it. Like, can they? Can they, 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 it's, it's rolling about in their mind. Like, can they say this anymore? Like. Am I am I able to say this? And then that's when the political stuff comes in. Like, am I being politically correct? Am I offending somebody? So to me, it is social. It is political. But it's also it's, it's starting to get people's uh, brains a different. Like the cogs are moving a bit differently now. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? Yeah, I think I agree with. Um, you know the last individual that spoke, and and I believe that it's a it's a it's a bit of both. It's it's political, and it's social. I, I, I believe that the Black Lives Matter movement started back in two thousand and thirteen after the the murder of Trayvon Martin, and it kind of continued its momentum, you know, through to the present day two thousand and twenty, you know, and the, and the killing of George Floyd. Yep. So that's so that's almost speaking on the foundations now, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So uh, if I could show my piece on that, um, I do want to make a little bit of reference to what was said earlier as well around equal op- equal opportunities as well. Now, what does Black Lives Matter movement is it social or political? It definitely is a bit of of on both. Um, now, in terms of what end is it looking to uh, meet? I'm not a, I'm not sure. It's actually about black survivability um what i do believe is on a social level i believe it is a time for people to i guess wave their flags and what i mean by that is i'm not racist because i support black lives matter or i love black people because i support black lives matter this is another flag or another tassel to put on your arm or whatever and wave around if it mattered to you you would have been about this since you were nay high Mm. simple it should not take the death of someone for you to understand that 
they should live the same way as you do. And if you do care about black lives per se, then I believe there was some, uh, a video that I watched. Um, I believe it was um, Dr. Umar. And what he said was that we, as a nation of people, black people, we don't really have the power or the ability, I'm paraphrasing, to battle on the level that is affecting black lives. So systematic levels. So if so-called people who are not from our cultural black background, from our race, who have the power, who have the ability to get through that glass ceiling, then why not fight at the level you can fight on? Why would you come down to the street level where we're only, where we are predominant and fight on the street level, which has no power systematically? If you cared about us, fight at your level where you're at, which is the system that is holding us down. You have the ability to get through that glass ceiling and battle there and speak. We don't. So if you cared about black lives, don't come onto the damn street and party and get some drink and some food and dance. Stay where you are, wear your suits and go and argue there. So to me, for the most part, people jumping on this bandwagon is spitting on George Floyd's grave and everyone else that's died under this system, man. Because it is uh, just a little, it's just, just a little phase in, in my book. It is, it's, it's a little phase. So you're saying the black lives, people of not black origin could be supporting the black lives matter movement at their level to, yes. to, to make, okay. Okay, yes. Well, let's put it, let's simplify it. Yeah. Our position is that we can, this is simplify the situation. I'm not, I'm not saying this is the reality, but let's say we can only fight a group of a thousand tanks with our bare fists. That's the situation of black people in terms of uh, overall uh, status within society. Yeah. We're fighting tanks yeah. with our fists. You, other nations, other people, you have rocket launchers, you have bombs, you have planes. Why would you get out your plane? Why would you put down your rocket launcher and then come and try and fight the tank bare fist with us? Use your damn rocket launcher, Dred. Use your planes. If you really want to help us, use what you got. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's, that's a really good analogy. Can't be mad at that at all. Yeah, Can't be mad at that at all. Yeah, Anyone very... else want to expand on that or another point of view? Yeah, it's just quite simply, it's both political because the, the, the reason why we're in this mess is political. The oppression, the physical oppression, the psychological oppression, the systematic oppression, that's all political. The, the movement itself, like if you look at the origins of Black Lives Matter, that's, there's a tad politics in there as well, but that's another story. However, in, from, in terms of a social aspect, just look at let's look at what has happened on social media. Let's look how people have either been galvanized by it. Like let's not get it twisted. There's people out there that from other cultures that gen- genuinely care about what's going on. 100%. I can't say I can't say I can't say everyone, but this is this is where it comes. This is where it becomes social. Like if you look at, and I have to make it clear, like social media uh, is not a full reflection of the world. One hundred percent. reflection of the world, and this is what I'm, this is this is where the social aspect comes into it. Everyone, and I don't want to get. I, I want to try and be calm about this because at the time this really kind of infuriated me. How express yourself? Everyone, everyone kind of jumped on the bandwagon. Not everyone, but please, it's, you know, you guys know what I mean. So, yeah. 
yeah. a lot of people a lot of people with, with a, a lot with, of people jumped yeah in the a lot of pe- a lot of people jumped in the bandwagon and it was there you go there's a social aspect because you want to be socially connected and because you're seeing this all on, on social media but the problem was that people felt like they had to do it because that's all they saw but this is what social media is you're you're only going to see the things that you're mutual friends are seeing as well but there's a whole yep. another there's a whole, whole another world out there so let's let's say for example let's simplify it again let's say there's a million people posting uh black lives matter or even when it was the blackout tuesday they're posting those black screens mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. probably 10 times the amount of those people that are not doing that but mm-hmm. because you're in that bubble that social bubble where you you're just seeing your friends and your friends friends doing the same thing you yeah. think like this is like a massive thing and don't get me wrong it is a massive thing but yeah yeah it's it's um it can be it, a bit it, i guess yeah. you're trying to say it can be a bit misguided while being in a in a in a in a circle and almost like a confined circle you're not really too sure or What's going on outside that circle? It might not represent. Let's let let me just to break it down. Like the people in power, or the the systematic, or the oppressors, will are more happy for there to be a social kind of buzz than a political yeah. buzz. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 all it is. So they're, they're happy. Like, okay, let them just do all their social posts and whatnot. Let's just keep it in in how. Let them keep that in house there. Whilst we that, carry because that's on. not affecting the politics. At the there end you of go. The day. Yeah. And, and and but that really and truly, that's politics in itself. Yeah. Control, yeah. controlling, yeah. controlling the uh, the masses. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Controlling, controlling the, yeah, controlling the masses. So I, I will jump on the back of Emma's what you've just said there, because I I, I was listening to you guys and I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, and trying to make up my mind. I've made up my mind. I had made up my mind before, but I just wanted to reinforce my decision. For me, Black Lives Matter is definitely political. reason why I say that is a lot of people have been dying before George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of black 100. people died in America yep. before George Floyd. Not taking away his death, but for me, then I wonder what changed, what actually infuriated everyone to a point where people went to riot and different countries joined in. When you had a black man got killed in his house by a police officer who walked in the wrong house and thought he was an intruder, shot him dead. And her defense was, I thought it was my house. That that didn't enrage people. Brother, brother. Right? That didn't enrage anyone. It enraged me. Someone was, was in their house. No, no, I'm just saying as in uh, the, the whole world, mm-hmm. the way people got enraged with yeah. George Floyd. If you got what I'm saying. The guy was in his own house. Not on the street. In his own house. Someone walked in, I, I, shot him dead. I think what galvanized the, um, the whole world with the, the George Floyd killing was the way that he was killed. I mean, we know systematically that black people are killed in America every day. But this was... This was, there was film footage of this and it was the way that he died. I think it was inhumane, you know, the, the eight, eight minutes, 46 seconds on his neck for the world to see. And I think it enraged people. I hear that, but my point is this. There's nothing humane about people being killed. Whether it's by a, by a gun, whether it's by someone kneeling on your neck, there's nothing humane by that. 
I'm not taking away what happened to George Floyd. What I am questioning is how this buzz started when a video circulated on social platforms who are owned by the powers that be. We know control this whole media thing. Right, 100%, 100%. I see what so you're saying. That's, that's where I'm questioning. Because if the same way this, the, the George Floyd story took everyone by storm, mm-hmm. it's the mm. same way that a story by a cop walking into someone's house and shooting them down could have taken the world by storm. Right. But yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't publicized or it wasn't pushed as much as yeah. George Floyd's death was pushed. Well, if, to, you, if, you, if, you, if you go back to 1992 and the death of um, Rodney King, yeah. Rodney yeah. King's death was videoed. You know, someone mm-hmm. had a, a video camera. And that, okay, it didn't have the worldwide appeal, but it was, that was put out on new lo- news lines at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, it's almost like, I'm not saying there's an equivalent because you can't, the, George, the killing of George Floyd was much, much bigger and it had yeah, of a much, much bigger impact. But I think, you know, I think you get to those pivotal moments in history. And I yeah. think um, Rodney King's death was one of them. I think George Floyd's, you know, some many, many years later is another one. Don't forget Mark Duggan in that. Yeah, yeah Mark Duggan, of course. That's back, a big back one. In, yeah, back in 2011. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but with this, I think this one was polarized to the maximum. Like, look at the climate that we were in at the time. Everyone's been, everyone was confined into their houses for 13, 14 weeks. No, no, no one could do any. Everyone, so social media was, the eyes was on what was and is on social media more than any other time in history, of course, because there's not much other, other, other people can do. There's not much more people can do. So, would we would we really be here? Like we'd be here in terms of having conversations, but would there be such a movement talking about this if COVID nineteen happened? Let's be real. Like if people were doing their everyday jobs, it is impactful. That's what COVID-19. I'm saying. So this this is why it's it's blown up because literally people have had nothing else to do. Like people that can't work and stuff okay. like that. Okay. Yeah, like that, okay. You're, you're looking at your phone. Well, if you're at work and whatnot, this this would have just kind of been another story that. Another countless stories that I know for me, from my experience, that I've posted about or made comments about in the past when certain things have happened to people of color, black people. So I can guess, I say this then? Yeah, um, so could it, correct me if if I'm wrong. I want to say this point, then I want to jump onto a next one quickly. Um, so you're saying that because the COVID nineteen, which should be another podcast, by the way, it will be. Um, putting it out there one step away, you know, you know. Um, so, so you're saying that because people are more, they have more time to be in tune with whatever else is going on because there's nothing going on in their lives, mm-hmm. they're more likely to care about something that they would normally breeze past. Pretty much, uh, okay. but history, yeah. but history shows us that's not the case. Because if you go back in time, right, like we said about Mark Duggan and before, it's shown that there's been these pivotal moments in, in, in history where someone has died and because of that, we've taken to the streets. Well, to yes, me, it's just history keeps repeating itself. It does. Same thing over yeah. and over again. Right. And we're not so, going nowhere. But it's, so can I... Sorry, go ahead. But, yeah, but I was just going to... But this time, like another... This coincided with... 
probably the biggest, the the most unprecedented thing in in from what not modern history. In, in modern history, in terms of like people as a as a not just that's not like a country, not just like a singular country thing or a continent. This affected the whole world because the whole world were locked and confined and exposed and and it's on it's in your face there's not much more you can do yeah you can try and be creative as much as possible but when something like this happens and there's no other real real distractions that you can get away from it's not like you can go for a meal and maybe talk about other stuff or go to a, um, the yeah. opera or go to like a, a musical stuff like that this was just it was just there for everyone to see and as much as all the uh, previous events uh in history where people were killed were also there, there there was excuses not to kind of pay attention to it there wasn't no excuse there was no kind of out to avoid it this time unfortunately 100%. Well, or, or mm. fortunately you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Um, could yeah. i just make my second point before it breeze past my head sure. um so uh t made a mention of equal opportunities um i hate that phrase um i understand it I understand where T's coming from in terms of wanting to reach a position of equal opportunity. So I believe that was said for the first point in the, in, in the um, subject matter. Now, my problem is this, is um, black lives don't matter. I'm saying it out, out there, straight up and straight clear. Listen, it's been 400 years since slavery. Actually, in fact, more. Yeah, why are we still trying to get people to trying to convince people that we matter? What the hell is that about, man? Listen, if things want to work and move forward in society, society has proven that it will push its direction to the point of completion. Yeah? The fact we're here, 2020, trying to say, oh, our, our lives matter too. Our lives matter too. You're begging the same person that's killing you, man. Are you kidding me? You expect them to show you mercy? What, what, what kind of psychology have we gotten ourselves in, into where we actually believe that the same person... This, this is just using it as a blanket statement, but the same person killing you will be the same person that's going to save you. <laughs> like, that's called Stockholm Syndrome. You're, you're, you're trying to relate and have some sort of care and affection with the same person that's hurting you. Yeah. If it's a, if, okay, let's, let's simplify. Domestic violence. I know it's another sub subject, but let's talk about it, yeah? Let's say the man is abusing the female or the female is abusing the male. It, it doesn't matter which way I'm around, I'm goes. We know it happens both sides. Yeah? If the victim, yeah, who's being battered and beaten, yeah, crying and all that stuff, they come out and speak to you, say, he's hurting me or she's hurting me, such and such. Help me, blah, blah. What, what will you advise them? Leave. Come on, say it. Leave. Leave. Yeah, you need to come out of that environment. Not try. Oh, let's talk to the person who's battering you every every day. Let's talk to Sean or let's talk to Sheila. Let's try and convince them that they can be a better person and they yeah. and they, they won't battle you. Yeah, but yeah. for some reason, yeah. for some reason, when we talk about it on a societal level, let's try and talk and reason with these people. Let's try and convince them that our lives sure. matter. Sure. No. No, you, it's the same answer as domestic violence. It's the same answer. Very interesting. You touched on, on the reason for me asking that question because my personal view is that this BLM movement is a political movement disguised as a social, as a social entity. Yeah. Whereas, as you say, it's the social aspect of getting everyone together, let's fight against something. But at the core of it, they still 
in a sense, they still uphold the core values of the oppressor, like case, like Kay said, in the domestic violence analogy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I'll jump on the back of that just to say Mm. that um, you, you know, we're all aware of what happened, you know, with the uh, statue of Colson getting put into the Bristol Channel. Channel, You know, what was it? Was it was defaced and then thrown into the to the river? Um, In subsequent weeks, there was a statue of a black woman. Her name was Jen Reed that was put up just in recent days on the same plinth that um, Colston, the slave trader's statue was on. Now, within days, this black woman statue was removed. So black lives don't matter. And I think it actually boils down to the fact that black people over time, we've never been valued. And it shows because how long was Colston's statue up there? For decades. It was decades that was over there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this black woman is. All of a sudden, this black woman's. Yeah. Colson, Colson was a slave trader um, in his era. And he benefited, obviously, made profits from, from that. And there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of buildings in and around the Bristol area. There's schools, libraries, road names, um, yeah. Yeah. things like that that have all been named after this Colson dude. Yeah. In recent times, there's been wow. petitions to change the names. I think there's been a school that's recently changed its name and got rid of the, the Colson tag. You lot, you lot basically took so, on, on, the, on the perfect segue, which I think is the direction we're heading in. Just, just to add, sorry, Jay, just to add on that. So obviously I looked into Colson and the history behind it. Yes, he was a slave trader, right? And he benefited from that. But also he built schools, hospitals, and pumped in a lot of money into Bristol. Yeah, blood that's money, why blood money. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter where no, it no, came yeah, from. No, 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 they will not look at it as blood money because it's not their blood. That's one thing we have to be clear on. Jeez. Exactly. Right? So this is the perfect blood. segue. I'll let you continue. But let me just get the segue on because you're basically going to where I want to talk about. Um, basically, how does this BLM movement identify or re- is relevant to the UK? Because Colson, he, well, he operated within the UK, within Bristol, Right? So his his efforts and his actions uh, affected, like you said, they they they're not worried or about them because it's not their blood, it's not their people, they're their people's blood being spilt, it's our people's blood being spilt. So in the UK, do you do you think that has any relevance? I think from what is going on here is that from what I've heard, and I'm not really too clued up on this Colson um, situation, but what I heard from what R said was that Colson was a slave trader within Bristol. And that what S said was that um, he also funded a lot of the schools and educational facilities and buildings in that area. And from what I'm hearing, what T said was that it was our blood. It was blood money, but it was our blood. And therefore there's a disconnect in terms of empathy and sympathy for the deaths that was right. caused that built up that town or that city, sorry. Yeah. So what I'm seeing is this now. What I said was that that statue was took down and thrown into the Bristol River. Yeah. And that a black woman statue was erected there. Yeah. 
Now, what happened to that statue that got put in the in the river? And what happened to that statue of that of the, of that black person? They're both in the museum. Yeah, they're both in the museum. But and the, but the point is, the Colston statue that had stood for generations was okay to stand there for generations until it was aptly removed through the protests. Right. A black woman statue was put in its place, and within days, the the statue of the black woman was removed. So that just shows that by who? Our, our presence by the by the by the Bristol Council. Bristol Council. I think their their, their thing was so, the Bristol so Council that. was that there was no they had no permission to put it up there. Yeah, but what oh shit, mate. But, but what does it but what does it tell you? It means at a local level, within Bristol Council and at a higher level politically, that statue of the black woman was was at a political level told to say, no, we're not going to have a black woman um, ruling over us. We're not going to have a black woman there who's going to be um, adorned. Prominent, a, prominent. A prominent black woman dawned, uh, who's going to be um, used as a, a figurehead over our city. <laughs> so I, I looked in this, into this story, right? The black woman that was actually put on there yeah. was a, a woman whose picture was taken during the protests at the time where crossing was, was chucked into the river, mm-hmm. right? And this artist, I can't remember his name now, but he's based in London anyway. He made this statue and he tried to get the MP of Bristol to give the green light. That didn't happen. However, the statue was erected without any permission. Right? Now, I hear your point, but their point is this. This guy, they had him there for generations because he done for their people what no one else did. He helped them out of poverty. He built schools, he built houses. That's their side, right? I'm looking at it as if I'm on their side, right? That's why he was there. But, so they but, idolized him because of what he did. No, no, wait, I was going to just say to you, by the way, if it was a prominent black man, mm-hmm. if, it was, if it was a prominent black man from the 17th century that had pumped money into Bristol and hadn't made his money through slavery, this black man hadn't made his money through slavery, would they have made a statue of that black man? That is a million dollar question, isn't it? I don't believe they would. They, they wouldn't because there's another statue that they said was defaced in the park, which was of a black person. So it, what does it tell you? It means it's not about money. It means that black people aren't valued. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at it from both sides. I'm looking at it from their side because they are as one of their own. Just like us, right, would say, it's our blood that got shed. So we, we feel hurt. I am hurt by it because my ancestors' blood got shed by it. So did mine. So, right? did mine, you know. so that's why we're feeling this pain. But if we've got someone else from a different race who, didn't, who does not have a single connection, genetic right. connection, we will look at it in a different light. But, That's but, why there's this always argument going backwards and forth. But there is a the disconnect is this, though, to me. This black woman who was just a, a normal Bristonian, who she didn't have any sort of popularity. She just was a, an, a woman that grew up in Bristol. Having her statue on that plinth yeah. wasn't, wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. It had to be removed. I agree. More offensive than a man who made his riches. Exactly. Out of the blood of slaves. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, mm. I hear you. Um, yeah, I get you. And I think, and once again, that's when the whole social thing comes into it. It's like 
because if let's say it, for example it was a more prominent black woman to, to the eyes of the world there may be more of an argument but like you said like it's and, and it comes to the fact about just not valuing what we're trying to represent exactly so I, I totally agree um guys i i i have to be frank like with the whole domestic violence analogy i'm not comfortable i'm not gonna i'm not comfortable with that just because i think that was that was simplified to an extent where we're kind of avoiding what else is happening in this whole movement so i know please so, expand man expand, I, will, expand. I will i will but jay sorry that to kind of uh yeah, di- no, divert no. it but I, it just doesn't sit right with me because I, I get it. Like, hey, I was, I, we, we're all singing from the same hymn sheet in terms of where we need to move forward. But I just don't think that analogy justifies or actually truly represents what's actually going on. So as an example, so let's use Sean as the abuser. We know it works both ways, but just for the simpl- simplicity of the audio, Sean's the abuser, Rebecca's the person who's, that's being abused. Okay. I, I get it, yeah. So if Sean keeps on abusing Rebecca and Rebecca keeps going back or think that Sean's going to change when he's shown consistently over years, decades, whatever, that he's not changing, it, it, it might be like after he's calmed down, he'll sweet talk. And then once he gets back into his normal state, he'll go back and do the abusing again. But well, I love but, you. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is where let's say so if we convert this into what we're in now, it's it's not as simple as that because there are like there of are course, pe- of there, course. No, no, but there, there are people that are starting to realise actually what Sean is doing. So let's use Rob as Sean's best friend, yeah. So Rob has seen this abuse and that and in, this is the difference. If Rob and this is where it goes back to your earlier statement, Kay, about um just referencing what you talk about, uh uh, Dr. Umar Johnson. Now, if Rob keeps going to Rebecca and says, "Oh, you've got a, you've just, it's, it'll be all right. He'll he'll be better." Or if if Rob keeps going to Rebecca and actually tries to soothe it, but not really deal with the problem, actually, the he what Rob needs to do is talk to his best friend, best friend for twenty thirty years. It's more effective for Rob to speak to Sean. As you, as you said about kind of people coming down to like ground level rather than Rob keep going to Rebecca and like going to Rebecca's side where the, the fight's already been lost on Rebecca's side. Rob can do more damage by actually standing up as a man and go, listen, Sean, this has to stop because of X, Y, and Z because it obviously hasn't worked. So what I'm trying to use Rob as, as there, are, there are people that want to see a change but it's about, right. about how they make that change. So if, 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 so I guess what you're saying and what, what I think we agree with is that people not of color actually kind of standing by our side, just it, it looks good, but what we need them to do is actually, like, like you said, go to, that, go to the level that they're already at, that position of power and privilege to talk to the people that are kind of, or to make a change in those like echelons of society from the top down so so it's almost like that um that analogy of the knight in shining armor type situation um, kind, kind of but i just rob yeah. might be trying to get with rebecca you hear me but yeah i mean anyway uh, <laughs> to, 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 to add more on that what, what ems just said as well that analogy as well opens up another thing of if you say okay rebecca you need to leave they will turn mm-hmm. around and say, okay, well, if you're not happy with how things are run here, you need to go back to your countries. Yeah, but if... Uh, it's, exactly, not actually, like, it's not actually dealing with the problem. And exactly. the other thing is, 
Um, what's his name? Um, what's the guy's name? I forgot his name now. Sean. Sean, <laughs> Sean might turn around and get with another person. And keep on abusing. And keep on abusing. There you go. So there's a trend there. So have He's you got to get rid of, of Sean? Yes. Oh. Sean is, is the one that needs to get sorted. But, okay. so, but, but, but <laughs> if, like I said, just using those two, Sean and Rob, so best friends, whatever. So there's, there's more of a, let's say Sean has more of a respect because I, it's my boy, it's my mate. Like we've done everything together, whatever. It's going to be more, it might not, but just from a percentage view, it's probably, it may be more impactful. If your best friend go, listen, yeah. Like if, if one of you, any of you guys have come up to me and if I'm doing something clearly wrong, to someone else and I can't see it for whatever reason or I choose not to see it, but someone else that I respect more or whatever, I've got, a, there's a just some better dynamic. If you go, if you, if you check me and go, what's going on now that that can't run, it will have more of an impact rather right, than the person right. that, you know what I'm saying? So right, right, I, I get, right. I get the analogy. I agree. I, but, I agree. I just, but I just think there needed to be another element in that because now what I will say is that that was a simplistic of breakdown of the situation. It's very complex. I'm just yeah. trying to break it down for a more digestible. But you're right. It is way more complex, and your analogy and your breakdown of that was perfect, man. So I fully agree with what you say. I'll take that check in. You understand? Yeah, man. So yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, thanks for uh, that. Thanks for that, man. Um, can so I say one question? more thing? Um, okay, I just I just wanted to push on. I had a conversation with R, and mm-hmm. this is about Black Lives Matter relating to the UK. Mm-hmm. Now, R explained to me something about a banking system, a certain, a certain group of people who own a certain banking system. I don't know if R can expand on that for us. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of banking groups in Britain that were um, benefit, major benefactors from the um, transatlantic slave trade. Yeah, Lloyd's. Yeah, very much so, because um, you've got you've got the Lloyd's Banking Group as well as um, Lloyd's Insurers, Lloyd's of mm-hmm. London, yeah. um, as well as the Barclay Brothers. Barclays, yeah. The Barclay Brothers were were huge benefactors from this trade, um, and it so it just goes to show how entrenched you know this um, this whole systematic system of slavery was this for people of color. This is what I'm saying. And because. Sorry, go ahead. It's not taught in the schools. That's, a, mm-hmm. that's not taught in the schools. And that, if you're trying to get real enlightenment, you know, for people to be socially aware of what goes on, you know, the killing of George Floyd and all these other things, the killing of Emmett Till and people like that, you have to be aware of your history. You have to be aware of your, you have to be aware of your history. Yep. 100%. And it's not only that. These people, they were actually reimbursed. Very much. Of yeah, very much so. They actually got paid because slavery was quote-unquote abolished. Yeah. So that's to tell you, they profited off it for many years. Yeah. And then because they said to stop, they then got payouts. They definitely did. So that, that just, that just um, compounds the argument of the whole black lives ne- never mattered. They won't matter. Exactly. They don't matter. Which I think, which I think, is a really interesting point. Um, quick question for everyone before we go into a quick intermission: Did everyone here, when posted the question, Boris Johnson said he wouldn't, he would, he would not kneel for the Black Lives Matter movement? Would yeah. you not? Yeah. About that? He said. He, oh. I think. I believe. Um, I, I don't know. It's not one hundred percent accurate, but I've, I've, from what I saw, I believe somewhere along the lines, he said he doesn't do gestures or gest- gestures or something like that. 
Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he basically said he doesn't believe in gestures. He, he believes in action. But so what this, has he done? In, in the same thing, in the same sentence, That's he's still coming out on Thursday, clapping for the NHS. That's a gesture, isn't it? So oh, this wow. this is this is what I was trying to get at. Yeah, continue. I love it. Continue. See, yeah. so, so by not kneeling, he's what he's doing is he's 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 basically saying uh, NHS means NHS means more. It's more than black people. <laughs> <laughs> and and but, but but let me expand. Let me even kind of add on to that. Oh, yeah, I'm done. Think 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 about the kind of foundation right now. Um, and probably for the longest time, if we kind of include Windrush and whatnot, think of the foundation of what the NHS is and what, so. it can, what it can be in terms of the ethnic minorities that are upholding yeah. the, the NHS. Who, who contributed. But, there you go. But with, with regards to taking in the... That's a whole other uh, conversation and whatnot. But, uh, can I just throw in there as well with NHS and black people and not taking any... I just want to make it clear that black people are more susceptible to COVID-19 than any other race. I just want to say that. Just that's, say the reason, that. that's the reason why, because we're all in NHS. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It's, it's not about where you are. It's about the, the, the because, because your skin, your skin, for some reason, the COVID wants to fly towards you quicker. No, You really want to say. <laughs> See, but, <laughs> I, I just wanted to I just wanted to highlight, highlight that because I was aware of his gestures of clapping and him saying he doesn't do gestures. So I think he, he kind of like uh, cancelled out himself. He was I was a bit of an oxymoron in my I just wanted 100%. to see if, if everyone else pick, picked up on that. But yeah, one hundred like, and it doesn't yeah. and to be fair, like if you if you want to take a slide everyone's got their own opinions on terms of what they want to do, but he has to be consistent with it. So if he didn't want to if he does no one like if you don't want to take the knee, and this goes for black people as well, if you don't want to take the knee and you and you've got reasons to why you don't want to do it, that's fine. But don't go and contradict yourself like the very next day. Exactly. Because he because he literally did, I think, or I think um within the a time span, he was clapping again. Yeah, so, so, so if he's, if he's not going to do one thing, like if, if he's talking about like public things or things like where he wants action, like clapping your hands is not action either. So by the letter of his own kind of ethical moral that he thought he had, then you, just, you, then you don't do either. Well, it's a double standard, isn't it? Exactly. He's doing one and not the other. Yeah. He's doing it because he got saved by the NHS. So now he's pressing. Did he? Did he have? Did he have COVID though? Yeah, exactly. 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 What, what, hey. When I say he, I mean race. Oh, yeah. Okay. So now this is where I go back to the same thing I was saying about when it's your blood, you feel it more than when it's not, because Black Black Lives Matter does not affect him in any shape or form. He doesn't see the need to take a knee, huh. but because he's seen his people dying of COVID. Oh, I definitely need to gesture. I definitely need to act. Well, well to me, it's more, like, more lucrative, isn't it? Of course, he's not. He's not taking a knee because he doesn't value what that knee represents to black people. There you go. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because it, it doesn't matter to me. Doesn't. Oh my days! That's that's a lyric. But that's your prime minister. This is what I'm going to say. So, curveball question: Is could he have said that in a better way? Yes. You could have done like what all politicians do. Just say, yeah, I'll take the knee and still we all know what they're thinking. Exactly. But he didn't. But he, he blatantly, he blatantly he said to the whole country, 
and subsequently the world, nah. <laughs> well, he had, he had an opportunity, like, but bearing in mind his history, like, if you look looked at some of his history in terms of the things that he said in the yeah. past, that yeah. was that is questionable. Yeah. He he, not that it's right, but as a politician, you get chances to kind of, uh, imp- like. Make amends. Make amends. That's the word. Yeah, so redeem, redeem he, he he had a chance to kind of re- so all the things like we've all seen it on social media, all the stuff that is said like in the past, yeah. like before he got to during and before he got to uh, the position of power that is in. Mm-hmm. That this is a perfect chance to maybe like appease certain people of color, uh, yep. just but but <laughs> to make that kind of obvious choice <laughs> not to that that should tell us as people. What it's all about. It, it should tell us, really, really and truly, it should tell us, listen, guys, anything else, like, we're in this on our own. Like, so if people outside of our community, culture, colour, that's a, if they want to support or show support or be supportive, that's a bonus. But our mindset really should be, listen, because the people impact, like, we're in this on our own. Until there's someone out there actually is that supportive in power, we're in this on our own. Thank you. Finally. Finally, this I is what I've been note, saying. I think on that note, we're going to take a quick little break and we're going to reconvene. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>